0: on the mountain. How many of you remember when you got saved? Let me see your hand. That has not escaped your thought yet, all right? That's a lot of people. Now, let me say this. God is looking on in this meeting tonight, and He likes to see them hands up. It just sort of reminds Him of what He does best. And you are a reminder of salvation to Him. Not that He needs reminding, He likes it. He don't need nothing. But he likes a lot of stuff he gets. And the scripture teaches us and tells us that when God saves us, Second Corinthians five seventeen, the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Everybody say that with me? New creature. Now that does not mean that he is new to the point, that he knows everything, has achieved everything, has apprehended everything, and is now in this form and in this flesh uh, already made perfect. It does mean in his spiritual man and in his soul and spirit he is perfect. He is saved. God saves two-thirds of you when he saves you. Your soul and your spirit. We are a trichotomy. We are three people in one. Just like He's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we are body, soul, and spirit. God saved your spirit when He saved you, and He saved your soul when He saved you, and that cannot be altered, and it cannot go to hell. I come to tell you tonight, you're saved and you are saved. Amen. Forever. Now, the only way people measure losing salvation is as they watch what is not saved yet. They do not measure eternal security versus Arminianism or eternal security versus losing your salvation by the merit of soul and spirit. They base that on what that which is not saved yet does. The flesh. They see a man who professes to know the Lord. He does not do everything as they think he should. And all of a sudden, they're not a Christian because they didn't measure up. They're not a Christian in their flesh. You will get a new body one day. will be Christian. But this was born, and it was born in sin... It was born by sin. It will live in sin. It will sin. I don't care what you do to it. You can spray Chanel number five, or Tunnel number eight, or Wide Road I 20 number six on it. But I promise you, you might make it smell better, but you can't make it live any better than the power of the Holy Ghost exerted on us can. And there's going to be times when you're not going to have that power. There's going to be times you're going to be weak. There's going to be times you're going to shun that power. There's going to be times you'll neglect that power. I don't care how good a Christian you are. Look at me now. Don't look at the floor. Look up here. The reason that we have problems is because we neglect the power. But that's part of our flesh. You see, that's part of what we are. We get discouraged. Have you been discouraged lately? We get down. Have you been down lately? Have you felt like, well, it ain't worth it on the wine Well, world, I don't you know. Hum, hum, hum,
1: hum.
0: Have you done that lately? Sure you have. You're not going to admit it because you're Baptist. You sure aren't going to admit it if you're a fundamentalist. But, but you're weak. The strongest person in here is weak as water. Weak. And the only strength we have is the power of God on us, and even with the power of you. You can become weak as quick as you got strong. But remember when you got saved, God gave you some victory. Somebody raise your hand and tell me one thing God done for you immediately after he saved you as far as he fixed some things, he done some things and gave you victory in that area. Yes, Jerry? Your mouth. Uh, by that, he's talking about his language. How many of you know what how I many of you raise your hand and say, I know what he's talking about, man. I know what he's talking about. One of the greatest uh, evidences that I was saved what came from the touch of the Holy Ghost on my lips. Isaiah said that he took the tongues of the altar and he took the coals of the altar and he laid them up upon his lips. The angel of the Lord, before he ever got Isaiah to preach, he had to deal with his mouth. Hello? And if the fire of God has not been laid upon your lips, preaching ain't in you yet. Because it takes away what you want to say and puts in what He wants to say. And thank God that you will deal with your vocabulary. Somebody had them, Bobby? He says, God dealt with alcohol. How many of you know what He's talking about? <laughs> that ain't many of you. None of y'all raised your hands. That's because y'all are so nice. Y'all are so nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll move on. Uh, God dealt with his his alcohol stuff. Uh, he was a beer salesman for how many years? Twenty years. It, you know, if I'm going to be a drunk... I think driving a bitch truck is a blessing. (laughs) Hey, man, I don't know what happened in this case, nor nor the truck, either. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, taught you how to love. You know, you know, when you're born, you naturally have the ability not to... Let somebody cross you. It's natural to (laughs) say, pronounce them into hell. Doom them into the charred wall. But you know, when God saves you, He gives you the ability to love. Well, you get where I'm coming from. The Bible says that God blessed Judah, and the Bible teaches us that He gave him, it says, drove out the inhabitants of the mountain. God gave him victory, and God gave him power. But I want you to notice the rest of that verse. It says, but, notice, but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. Everybody in here, when you got saved, got some victory. And I'd like to praise God for that. I can stand up here tonight and just like you can, and rejoice over the fact that God has taken some things away. But everybody in here's got something that's in the valley that you can't drive out because it is a chariot of iron. It is a hard battle for you to fight, but you're fighting it. It is not an assured victory yet. You're hanging on by your nails, but you're hanging on. You're begging God for strength and spiritual intervention. And you don't feel much of it, but you've got enough faith to believe at any minute. God's going to kick loose, and God's going to give you the victory in the valley. Oh, you've already had victories on the mountain. You've already seen the liquor subside. You've already seen the drugs dry up. You've already seen the mouth of minister to. You've already seen all of the problems. You even got your family back. Glory! What a victory on the mountain. But somehow those victories on the mountain sort of lose their sheen and shine over that one thing we fight in the valley that is a chariot of iron. Now, I want to talk to you on the subject tonight, dealing with chariots of iron. What do you do when God has given you great victories, but you don't have all victories? That one thing that's bothering you in the valley, that one thing that's in the low place of your existence, that one thing you hope nobody ever knows you're wrestling with, that one thing that you begged God and prayed, begged God and prayed, begged God and paid that it be dealt with. It's a chariot of iron. You drove the inhabitants of the mountain off. You drove the liquor out. You drove you drove uh, the, 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 the lust out. You drove the hate out. You drove out the drugs, you drove out the bad habits, you drove out the demons that tried to steal your family. But somehow, down in that valley, there's one thing that you've been saved a long time and you cannot get rid of. Why, preacher, can't I see some victory in that battle? What you need to know tonight is three things. I'm going to give them to you real quickly. First of all, first of all, rejoice. Now, don't you don't you listen? I'm gonna give you some one, two, three, and we're gone. Don't miss it. It'll be quick and over and done. Rejoice over the victories that you have had, instead of honing in and majoring on the one thing in the valley you can't get victory over. I said, I said, rejoice over the victories that you've had instead of majoring on the defeat that the devil's trying to get you to major on. If you will read Judges chapter 1, you'll find out, and you count them, there are 12 places in that one chapter that the Bible says Judah ran the inhabitants out. I mean, from the Canaanites, the Amalekites, you look at chapter uh, 1... And you'll find 12 places. I thought it unusual that it was 12 victories won, seeing how there were 12 tribes mentioned in this entire charade of the book of Judges. But you go through there and you'll find out that Judah, which means praise, which means celebration, which means hallelujah, which means glory, which means victory, and Judah won 12 victories before you ever come to verse 19. From verse 1 to 19, you'll find 12, I mean, victories that they had in Judges chapter 1. And then it comes to the place where it says that He drove out the inhabitants of the mountain, but it says they could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because... They were greater than they were. There's something greater than you are. There's something that has not been erased yet. There's something that tries to keep you out of church. There's something that every time you get down on your knees to pray, the devil uses it against you and tells you you can't talk to God because you're too sorry. There's something in your life That'll tell you, I don't know why you go back and enroll in that college. You're not fit to go. There's something in your life that the demons of hell like to continue to throw on the screen of your computer. There's something on the programs of your relaxation and your recreation that the devil likes to run across the channel of your TV program. But I want to tell you tonight, hallelujah, I have decided. That I'm not going to listen to a voice of venom. I'm not going to listen to hell and the devil fabricate stuff that I can't control. But I am
1: mm-hmm,
0: going to shout about the fact that I got twelve notches in my belt. I got twelve fairs on my hip. I got some victories in my life some reason to shout tonight. I'm not going to stop because I can't whoop the Baleiites. I'm not going to stop because I can't go down there get chariots of iron. Let the Holy Ghost take care of what I can't take care of. And let's rejoice over the fact that we
1: have overcome in praise
0: and glory. Yes, sir. You sit around and dwell on what you cannot fix, and you'll miss out on what has been fixed. Judah was not the tribe of confusion. Judah was not the tribe of of of, of uh, 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 comparison. Judah was not the tribe of aggravation; They were the tribe of adoration and praise and glory. Would it not be that the devil would try to steal their shouts? Would it not be that the devil would try to deter them from giving God glory? Would it not be, isn't it strange how that twelve victories come to this great tribe that is linked with his, with his uh, brother, uh, Simeon or Simon, uh, which means spiritual listener or obedient listener. Thank God we got a praise group shouting the victory. we got a crowd over here who's obedient to the will of God, listening to God. I tell you what, you get some folks praising God, and you get some folks obedient to God, and I tell you it won't be long, for they'll be giving them chariots in the valley, Oh, they can are you listening? Are you sitting around, well, I don't know why in the world I can't get a victory over this lust. Why don't you lay that down a minute and walk over here with me? Remember when it was worse than lust? Oh, lust dogs your feet now, but remember when you used to, didn't care, and just hole around with anything? Hello, look at me now. The carpet's still there. Don't worry, the floor ain't going nowhere. Look up here. Just whoring around. You say, don't like that word, hoing around. Now, you don't like it because that's what you're doing. Don't so none of us like to be reminded what we was? But I didn't come tonight to remind you what you was. I come tonight to remind you what you was. And God made you where you ain't back no more. Yeah, Yeah. You got more to shout about. And you got to pat about. Yay.
1: Yeah, well, I just don't know
0: why the world. I just if I could just get victory over this one thing. If I could just get that chariot in the valley with, If I could just whip this chariot of a hand. If I could just overcome that one thing. Hey, I want to tell you something. You don't need to be looking in the valley. You need to be remembering the mountaintop. You need to be remembered when God moves in and when the Holy Ghost moves in
1: and the power of God touched your English land.
0: Do you know tonight how glad I am to be sober? Oh, I'm not the greatest preacher in the country. I'm not the greatest Christian around. But I'm the greatest sober person in this town. I get my check cashed at the bank now. I don't go to Bobby. I don't go to Judy's, I don't go to
1: Rudy's.
0: I don't have to go down to the bridge. I don't have to go to the, to the, to the you know, it's a sad commentary on a generation when the only place that's got money enough to cash your cash to liquor store. But I
1: don't have to do that
0: no more. Why? Because I don't need a fifth or something. I got the whole right now. Oh, I'm not the greatest Christian around. I'm not the greatest preacher in the world. But I want to tell you something tonight. God gave me power to stay with my wife, God gave me power to rear my children with some decency and some respect in the power of the Holy Spirit of which I give God all the glory for all of it, Because I wasn't worth shooting when He found me. And if He hadn't found me when He did, I'd have bankrupt that whole crowd. My kids would be in a penitentiary. My wife would hate my gut and probably put a contract out on me.
1: I'd already been damned. I'd already been in hell. but God saved my soul.
0: Give Him praise. Give him glory for what he's Hallelujah. Well, what about the valley? What about the mountain? There's 12 scalps up there. Hallelujah. Now here's the second thing I want you to see. Uh, realize that some valleys and some chariots are not to be conquered right now. Some chariots are not to be tangled with right now. God don't want you interrupting Judean praise to deal with valley rats. God don't want you crawling off a mountain like a defeated heathen to go down there and deal with what he's going to have to be the one to deal with anyhow. That chariot in the valley is not to be dealt with Right now. Oh, it will be dealt with. But not right now.
1: Why?
0: God's trying to teach you to enjoy what He's done for you. And the only way He can get you to do that is to see you ain't perfect yet. Because if you were perfect, you'd be outshining all of that. You. You'd be outshining all your spiritual stars twinkling in the fundamental heaven. You'd be oh, you need to be. But you ain't now because you've got a problem in that battle. It's called a chariot of iron. Bigger than you are to fix it. Well, why in the world will he give me 12 victories on the mountain? Why don't he give me 13 victories on the mountain and wipe out the chariots of iron? Because he needs them for your sake. They are not to be dealt with at this point. Why? Because they teach you dependent. hmm Let me ask you a question. If you had it all together, could you not throw your chest out and say, Well, I prayed, but I don't need to play. I I was in need, but hey. What do I need to pray for now? I've got everything. It's under control. But you see, you can't say that when there's something going to whoop you if you go down there and mess with it. Yeah. You see, you're not perfect. And you know why God ain't going to let you be? Because you wouldn't need Him. And He's going to fix it where you need Him.
1: He's
0: going to keep a chariot in the valley to keep you on the mountain because you run down there and they're going to kill you.
1: You say, well, I want victory.
0: Victory in the valley is not to be had yet. Why? Because we're interested in the 12 victories on the mountain. And I want to tell you something about shouting over what God's done for you. It will keep you from majoring on what He hadn't done yet. (laughs) Bless God, this is good preaching if I am a doing I didn't come over here with all this, but I sure am glad I come and found it. You know what I like about preaching in the Holy Ghost? The preacher gets more out of it than the congregation does. I tell you how you can tell when you preach, when you go home, shocked at what you said.
1: You don't get that in homiletics.
0: You get that, scared of the valley. Yeah, he ran in having us off the mountain, but he could not drive him out of that valley. Why did God let that one thing stay there? So that Judah would keep praising Him. So that Judah would keep thanking Him. Something's got to keep you in the perimeter of holiness. Something's got to be on the fringes of your life. If it wasn't, you'd break through the boundaries and announce how great you are. We'd break through and tell how victorious and courageous and how beneficial we are to God. And if we got what we deserve, we'd go through hell a hundred miles an hour and keep going. But the Holy Ghost will keep a chariot in the valley to keep you dependent on God. Not only that, He'll do it to cause humility to be a part of your character. It is humbling to know that there's something you can't do. You look back at them 12 victories and give God praise and shout glory. And they knew it was the Lord that gave them to them. They were too dynamic, too miraculous, too spiritual, too great. And they looked back at those 12 victories and they praised God. But they could not drive them out of that valley. Why? Why not total victory? Because pride goeth before destruction. And a harder spirit before fall. And do you know why God will not give you 100% victory? Because Cock robbing would look like a low rent tenant uh, beside you, poking your chest out in God's face, telling what a great Baptist you are. But He will always keep you half crippled. By the time you think you're something, uh, oh boy, oh, oh, oh you men, you men, you men, you ladies, just you know, time out of it. Y'all just cool it, because y'all ain't got no problem. But these men, they do. Yeah. About the time you think you're walking in the Holy Ghost, yeah. about the time you're, you, you're memorizing some of them little choruses, and you're saying, what a mighty God. We serve some little gal walk by you with a twitch and her get along and got about enough short uh, clothes on to make a jaybird a good pair of running britches, and, and she'll wiggle it right in your face and walk by you like they can, and all of a sudden, what a mighty God. God, 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 God. God. And you won't think much about it, you'll walk off and start singing that song again. And you who don't like this kind of preaching are proud. So don't look at me with your facade, fundamentalist stupidity. I don't like that. I just don't think you ought to talk like that. Well, go somewhere where you can like what they say. You stay here, you're gonna have to deal with what you really are, and that bothers. So we like to hunt a bulletin and hide behind. Let's sing a song. Give me a hymn though. We ain't singing nothing.
1: Leave the him alone.
0: Then you'll go back and say, What a mighty God. We serve devil. Come along and say, well, How can you sing a song like that when you're just, you know, working a dog sniffing around here? Look at you. And you say, Well, I didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't help it. Uh, uh, go ahead and sing a mighty God. A mighty God let her walk by here. A mighty God let you look. Look at you. What a mighty God. And I'm going to tell you what you do when that happens. You say, yeah, you're right. I, 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 I fizzle on this one, but I'm fixing to clank my course back up in just a minute. Let me tell you, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't run off. Don't run off. Let me let me talk to you, man. Don't run off. Why you got to go now? Look at you going off. You're right. My mind, carnal, my flesh, carnal, but my soul and spirit, do you know where my soul and spirit is, Satan?
1: Oh, you're with it, what you
0: see. All oh, you're fucking with is what you see, but why you pick, hey, come here. He's already split, because if he, if he has the infant, if you got an ounce of spiritual sense, he'll run like a wild dog.
1: Right.
0: But oh no, no, we don't do that. We stand and say, yeah, I know, my goodness, I don't know why in the world I've done that. I hope the preacher don't find out that I was looking at her.
1: The preacher got the same problem.
0: And every other man in here has. Right.
1: Hey, Amen, Ryan, don't turn red.
0: <laughs> every other man, except the single one, yeah, except in California. Yeah, but we don't want to admit that. We want to. There's some of you come to church and do it. You sit out there and fantasize with the choir women. How far you want me to come? All, all the way? All the way. Let's go all the
1: way. And some of you women.
0: That's all the way, yeah. But when we get the sisters in it. If I ask you to get in there, now somebody said, well, so the one the world. Goes, You're the one doing it. I don't have any problem saying this because I know me. I know when I have a problem with it. I know what I am. I can talk about what I am. I can talk about what I do. Because I know how weak I am, and I know how strong he is. See, I don't have a problem with what I really am. I have a problem with people who won't admit nothing. Keep right on being ignorant, blind, and haunted by spiritual devils when they think there's something and they're nothing. I said the preacher has the same problem. The only difference between me and you right now, you sitting and I'm standing. Only this. Neck tie fits around your neck. Coat goes on your ungodly shoulder. And if you ain't got a coat on tonight, your shirt went on your ungodly shoulder. Only difference between us in here tonight is the grace of God on And why does He let that happen? High- why, preacher, can I get rich over that one? Deion Sanders was on ESPN up close the other day. I was watching his, his, his feature. They said to him, what's what, what happened to you, Deion? said, I couldn't find no piece. I couldn't find no peace. He said, I spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on jewelry. He lost enough jewelry in a taxi cab one time to give a man a reward for more money than y'all made this month. He said, I bought jewelry. He said, I've had more money than most of y'all. Ten people can spend in a long life. He said, I couldn't find no peace. He said, in Jesus. Dead in this ESPN microphone. He looked and said, Jesus gave me peace. I don't know what God's done to I tell you this, if God's going to save him, Deon Sanders, the grace of God is still alive. Because there wasn't more prideful human being ever put shoes on than him. But God can do anything. You know what he said? He said, my mother wouldn't let me cut.
1: You
0: know what else he said? He said, I've never taken anything that didn't to me. He said, my daddy hated the feast. To the point he made me mad. He said, You know what my problem was? I was a whoremonger. He said, I was a fornicator. That's what he said. He didn't say he liked women. He said I was a fornicator. He said I spent money on holiday, money on jewelry, every kind of car you know, never where you want to live. I've been. To. He said, but no No pity. He said, I had it all together, but one thing that I couldn't overcome being a whoremonger. And you may be hitting that. you got it all together. But he, it. he was saying, I had a chariot of iron in the valley that was standing between me and peace. But I want to tell you, God will keep you dependent. God will, God will put humility in your life by letting you not See, so you can see you're not what you think you are. About about the first time I think I've got a grip on this, about the time I think, boy, I'm going to scald a dog today. It's been a long time since I said that. I don't even like to say that in
1: illustration.
0: It's been a long time, mister, since I've come in here thinking I was worthy. Because every time I have, He's let me stand alone. And he'll stand over yonder by that bush. Go ahead, son. And when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, watch this chariot in the valley. You'll run to me because failure is too hard for you to hit. Amen? You know another reason he'll do this It's to put compassion in your heart for people who have not overcome their challenge. Let me say something. There's nobody in here that I look down on because you have a problem. You know why? I've had it. I have a friend of mine who used to love and stand and tell everybody how they... Ought to look at his wife as an example, and he used to write books and charts and pamphlets and do seminars on child rearing until his was found out one day was everything opposite he'd been teaching, and it came out. And all that screaming and hollering and raking and licking and gloating, he'd been doing as an example, a father figure, a Godfather of that. Humble, quicker than his book sales. Let me say something about writing books. Easy to write and easy to read. Hard to back up. Be careful what you put in print. The devil knows
1: English.
0: And you know what? I was with him in a meeting some time ago. I was in a meeting where he was preaching. You know the one thing I noticed immediately? He wasn't as dictatorial and harsh. He had a smoothness and a tenderness and a tear. What happened? He ran into a chariot of a, that gave him fantastic. And God put it there. He knows what it takes, doesn't
1: he?
0: Here's the last one. I'll just mention you know, it. What was the first one? They start with R. What's the first one? Rejoice in the victories you've already had. They had 12, I think 12 to 1 reason to rejoice. Don't you? And Remember this, remember, some chariots and some, some victories that are coming in your valley are not to be victories yet. Some chariots are not to be beaten yet. They must stay where they are because God has not yet used them to their fullest in our life. And remember this, when it comes time, realize God will overcome to cherish in your vest. I'll show you something. Real quickly, look at the fourth chapter of Judges. Just turn over the Judges chapter 4. I'll we'll read you a couple of things and we'll quit. Preaching is done. I'm amazed at how God helps me. Somebody said the other day, Preacher, I love that sermon. I looked straight at him. I said, you didn't get near out of it, what I did. If I can't get something for me, I don't think I'll run it through the filter for you. Look at chapter 4 of the book of Judges. Now remember, God will defeat your chariot. If He doesn't do it when you want them done, He's still got something for you to learn. But look at chapter 4. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Eod was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor. The king of hosts, or the, 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 the king of Canaan, who reigned in it, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Hehorthet of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. They, they did evil in verse 1. They cried in verse 3. Look at this father we have. Look at this heavenly guide we hold and follow. The children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine hundred, this is talking about Sisera, nine hundred chariots of iron. In twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. All right? Deborah steps in, a prophetess. She gives them a prophecy. She says, the Lord's going to give Sisera into your hand. And in verse number 9, it says he's going to fall into the hand of a woman. Now, I've done some study, and this is a wonderful thought. The chariot that was in the valley of chapter 1... Or the same chariot that's in the valley in chapter 4. Every one of them that they didn't have victory over in chapter 1 are the ones they bypassed because they were not yet ready to fight. What a difference the chapter makes. You go over into chapter 4. 10,000 Israelites are told to hook up with two tribes. And the Scripture says 10,000 of them go together. Look at verse 13. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots. The word Sisera means darkened, no light, not transparent. Darkened, the darkened one, the one that came against God's people, has his chariots in the valley, even nine hundred of them. Notice what it says. Deborah said to Balak, verse fourteen, up. (laughs) That's all she said. Up. Don't take one word to get this whole thing done. It's God's in it. Well, this is the day which the Lord hath delivered uh, Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? Verse fifteen, and the Lord discomfited Sisera, <laughs> <laughs> and sit with me.
1: All his chariots. <laughs>
0: Sisera, Fix him to be a tail whooping. That's he <laughs>
1: He's fixing a deal with
0: him. Notice what it says. And all his chariot and his host with the edge of the sword before Barak. So that Sisera lighted off, lighted off his chariot. He's gone, got to go, lighted off his chariot, and fled away on his feet. Barak pursued after the chariot. <laughs> what they couldn't whoop in chapter 1 is getting whooped in chapter 4 what are you saying wasn't time to whoop them in one but God will take care of your charity if you let it. hallelujah he runs off well, let me give you the rest of this you can read it at your own leisure <laughs> he runs from Bayrock, or barrack. he runs from Sicily Runs over there to a tent in the wilderness where J.L.'s wife is. He runs in there. He says, look, give me something to drink. She gave him some warm milk. Calms and soothes and so. He said, now go out to the tent door. If you see anybody asking me, tell them I ain't here. He lays down and hits that snoring mother. She takes a tent peg, and the Bible says she goes softly to him. It says nail, but it's what held a tent back, and said in her hand a hammer. I hate to say this just like a woman, I ain't going to say that, some of my friends would. And he's asleep. He's real asleep. And she takes that pig, puts it right on his head, and drives his head to the ground with that matter. Chariots are
1: done.
0: Stand up with me. Amen goes right
1: there. You're going to get victory. It may not come right now. It may not
0: come right now. But you need to come up here and thank God for it, it ever gets there. Because His promises are sure and true. Who's got that one thing you don't understand why it hasn't gone yet? So you can announce it in Sunday school. I don't have any more problems.
1: God, give me victory.
0: Have you ever noticed when you when you when you praise Him for one thing, He opens up another can of worms in your life? I got victory over Wednesday. Hallelujah! <laughs> and then here comes that little twitch in her. Get along.
1: say, give me my
0: work from the back. This is too much. You say, I'm too old to ever let lust bother me. Well, let me die early. I don't want to ever get that old. That's past the nursing home.
1: <laughs>
0: we had a man
1: in a nursing home, 80 years old, confess to looking at dirty books
0: i guess.